Welcome to Bound by Books, a podcast of five authors across the genres talking about the one thing we're all bound by, books. <laughs> I'm sorry, I already started. If, if you're not watching us on YouTube, you're listening, I just mouthed the word books as Sherry was saying it very um, uh, enthusiastically. <laughs> she, she is trying to completely just... <laughs> photobomb my my intro if you want to say that like I don't know what that's called not photobomb but you get what I'm saying um but anyway my name <laughs> I'm Sherry Hayes and I am joined today by Tina Moss Hello. <laughs> and we are getting in the Christmas spirit the holiday spirit oh I got my Santa hat oh I- yeah I was looking everywhere for a Santa hat, couldn't find one. So I have my my tea turtle shirt on with my little fox who's got like holding up a stocking and presents and it's got all kinds of things going on. So I got oh, my wow. festive shirt. <laughs> sure. I just, I was like, I was like, I don't really have like Christmas sweater or anything like that. So I was like, ah, just, you know, where's we'll little Santa. I had the Santa hat. I was like, I'll just throw that on. That'll work. That'll work. It's very hot though. So we'll see if I can uh, actually manage to, uh, to stick with this through the whole podcast or if I'm going to have to, to lose it here <laughs> eventually. Um, Before but, the uh, podcast started though, you were just about to start yelling at me because I was about what we were working on. So <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Cause, cause, okay. So let, let's bring everybody up to speed here. All our listeners up to speed. So Tina um, she's just started venturing into the sci-fi romance, uh, field Indeed. and she published her first sci-fi romance. How long ago was that? Do you know, it was the end of October. So that's aliens okay. captive. Yep. And she waited and waited and waited and put off and put off and put off writing that. And then, it, so she ended up having to basically lock herself into her office for a month <laughs> in order to write this book and meet her deadline and she swore swore that she would not do that again because it was so incredibly stressful yep and she now has a deadline of when and Um, hasn't read written a single word yet Five, six weeks away. You know, it's just plenty. It's plenty of time. So much time. Oh my gosh. No. In other words, she set herself up again to do the exact same thing that she swore she wouldn't do. I I don't learn lessons one time. I need them, unfortunately, repeated over and over painfully so that I get it into my head. But in my defense, I do have some valid excuses. I'm not saying they're all great excuses, but they are somewhat valid. I had the the conference in November, which was amazing. But coming home from the conference, unfortunately, I had what I can only describe as a plethora of new things to do for the business because I own a small press. And unfortunately, those things have taken much more time than I ever thought that they would. This is the story of my life. Everything that I think is going to take a certain amount of time, I just have to triple the amount of time I think yep. it's going to take, and then I'll have a, a realistic picture of my life. <laughs> yeah, you you do. You have to do that. You just it is unless it's something yeah. specific that you have done like a dozen times before, where you know exactly like. 
let's be honest, you probably have an idea how long it takes you to put your tax stuff together because you've probably done it, you know, sure. a dozen times. But yeah, anything that's remotely new. <laughs> but you just but gotta to be decide. honest, even with that, I sometimes have like, I, I think it can be described for women who have given childbirth, right? They go through this incredibly intense, physical, emotional process. And then if they want to have another baby, they lie to themselves and say, oh, it really wasn't that bad. It wasn't that big of a deal, right? I feel like I do this with everything as well. Everything in my business is like childbirth. It's like, okay, I, I t- it took me, you know, three hours to do it. But next time I do it, I will think in my in head that it will only take me an hour. Why? So you're trying to say you're like a, like an an a, a extreme optimist? Is that what you're saying? You're basically like, oh, let no. me just think. Most the most optimistic. You know what? The funny thing is, is I have found that creatives are the worst at this. Oh my god, it's horrible. Because my husband is the same way. I mean, his his creativeness is woodworking, but every person I meet that's a woodworker in the, that industry, it's the same way. They all think it's like, oh, I can build that in, you know, 20 hours, take some 60. Whatever this, no, uh, whatever is, this is, I, I definitely have it. But I would say, because I'm not an optimist, I think I'm just delusional. <laughs> That's what it boils down to. I'm just delusional. I'm just like, oh, yeah, that'll just take, you know, X amount of hours. And, and I have no concept of time. Although again, but who has concept of time anymore? Time is all just (laughs) in the ether. The the concept of time goes out the window when you work Mm -hmm. from home. 100%. And especially if you work from home and work for yourself, Mm -hmm. it totally goes out the window because you will sit there and you'll be working and an hour will go by like that. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. And you're like, where the heck did that hour go? I literally just sat down here at my desk and it's now an hour later and it's gone and it's gone it's completely and utterly gone but more importantly because we we've already know that i i am going to end up in the exact same position that i was before i'm gonna run the rat race and i'm gonna figure uh, it out and then hopefully you know maybe by the next book i'll stop doing that maybe but more importantly, what are you working on? Because you're having great progress. It's so generous. I am. I am. I am. I actually seem to finally have found a solution to my lack of writing, <laughs> which is Share. driving Tell me us. crazy. <laughs> um, I have. Okay. So my, I have to kind of go back because this actually kind of started from a cleaning system. Okay. Okay, a cleaning. There is a cleaning system called um, the Fly Lady, or a cleaning mm-hmm. guru called the Fly Lady. Okay, she basically has uh, routines that she sets up. You have a morning routine, an afternoon routine, and an evening routine, and it not only incorporates cleaning, but it also includes things like drinking your water and mm-hmm. you know getting exercise and things like that. So I basically, I started doing that about six months ago and it really kind of helped with that. Well, what I decided was, I was like, you know what, if this works for that, I'm going to incorporate my exercise and my writing into this morning routine. Hmm. So it's now part of my morning routine. I have a list of about 10 things that I do every morning Mm -hmm. and I just 
knock them off the list and go in order. And so my writing is that way. And I, I try to write a thousand words every single day, every single morning. And I have made some amazing progress. I mean, I, I started about 15,000 words, I believe Mm -hmm. at the beginning of November, the start of November. And I am now sitting at around 72,000. Wow. That's amazing. Here we claps, claps, claps. That's awesome. With it. So with the 10 things on your list each morning, how Mm -hmm. long does that usually take you to do all 10? Um, probably about three hours, Mm -hmm. but Keep in mind that about an hour of that is writing, writing time, nice. writing time. So, yeah, I mean, and, you know, that again, that's that includes, you know, um, breakfast, working out, getting dressed, um, throwing in a load of laundry, making my bed, that kind of stuff. So awesome. I don't think that that's I think it's pretty good for three hours. I, I mean, it's great. You know, my yeah. so I problem. Yeah is that I am just, I hate mornings. I am not a morning person. I thrive mm-hmm. at night. And mm-hmm. if I could switch day and night, I think I would be far more productive. I, I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before. Um, when I was in grad mm-hmm. school, I went to school at night. I worked after that, the night shift, and I slept into the morning and then got off in the afternoon. And it was by far the most productive and, you know, my circadian rhythms were the best at that point in my life. I think if I could be like that now, I would have no, none of the major issues that I have with time management. Unfortunately, the mornings I feel sluggish. I don't feel great when I'm getting up. Like it takes me time Mm -hmm. to, to get into the motion of things in the morning. So could you alternate, could you alter your schedule in order to accommodate that? I, I've thought about it. The problem is um, my husband who I live with obviously has normal work hours. So in order to like get in the quality time mm-hmm. with him and, and accommodate his schedule, it would be very challenging for, for me to be working at night. I think he would, uh, he would pitch a fit, but I've tried to try to work it out, but it's, it's never quite worked mm-hmm. as well as I've wanted to. You, you could always, if you're really a night owl, you could always maybe do like work after he goes to bed, like spend that quality time with him in the middle. And then like, after he goes to bed, do like an evening routine where you can get, include your writing into that. So this is, and then you'd be able to sleep a little for things. This is a great question. Also for anybody out there who lives with their partner. I'm have, taking my hat off. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Take the hat off. It is, it is so hot. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's better. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so I have, I have tried to essentially pitch him this idea, right? Of like, hey, go to bed and then I'll just work for a little bit afterwards. And he hates, hates sleeping in the bed alone. Like he cannot go to sleep until I'm next to him. And it's so difficult because unless we're on the same sleep schedule, yeah, it's, 
it's like either he's staying up waiting for me to come to bed or like he can't fall asleep because I get out of the bed. He's a very light sleeper. Like there's all of these annoying little factors into it because otherwise I would totally do that. I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'll be up for a couple hours and then I'll, I'll come to bed and, and work and, you know, and sleep later in the morning. Um, but yeah, it's, it's never quite worked. It's very frustrating. It's very frustrating for night owl. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Well, see, I'm like, I'm kind of the exact opposite because I actually, we were, because we were trying to, where we would go to bed, my husband and I would go about at the same time. Mm -hmm. And then we, you know, I would get up a little earlier than he would typically, but it was only about maybe an hour. And I was never able, by the time I got like, just, you know, the normal stuff done in the mornings. Mm -hmm. There was no, there was no time yeah. and then it was time to, you know, get the, really get into the woodworking part of the day or whatever else we had to do that day. Right. So I've actually started going to bed before he does. Mm-hmm. And then I get up before he does. Right. And then, you know, we, we spend, we have, you know, we have our woodwork, of course we work together too. So mm-hmm. Cause I have my, my writing that I do, but then I also help him with the woodworking business. So, you know, we work together. I mean, it's not like we just right. see, <laughs> I mean, we actually physically work together. Uh, so, you know, we spend time there, but then, you know, we, we also try to finish our work day at five o'clock. Mm-hmm. So we have roughly between five and nine, not five and 10 where we can spend time together. We can go do things if we need to do things or whatever. So that gives us our, our time there. But yeah, I, I've really had to alter things, but I would, yeah, it's hard if you're, you know, if you're trying to, you know, if you really have to go to bed at the same time and you have to wake up at the same time, because we do tend to, as writers, we do tend to either be more productive first thing in the morning or mm-hmm. like at the end of the day. I, I've, yep. I've met very few writers that are, that are like their most productive, right. In the smack in the middle of the day, it's usually on the either ends of the spectrum. So so I'm on the later end, unfortunately. And that's, that's how I got the book written is because I basically told friends and family like, Hey, you know, I've, I've stuck to this daytime schedule, which is difficult for me because mornings are very difficult for me. I'm, I'm doing all of my regular work. I need these evening hours now to write. And, but I can, in, in a couple of hours, I can bang out a lot of words at night. I, I think I do um, in two or three hours, I can do 4,000 words, right? But in the morning, wow. if I tried to do that same thing in the morning, I could get stuck on 500, 600 words because my, my brain is just, much more sluggish in the morning and right. I'm, I'm far more alert. and it doesn't matter when I go to sleep it doesn't matter how many hours of sleep I get I've been this way my entire life when I uh, was was working at school and I had to be there at 7 30 uh, my students knew not to bother me until they saw the teacup in my hand with the with the mega <laughs> caffeine involved because I needed the caffeine to function I had to go through two wow. three cups before I even started to click in so, wow. That's yeah. what can you do? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to uh, do that when you're, you know, you're trying to find that balance, especially when you're, you know, you, you have another party involved mm-hmm. and it's not just you, Yeah. but yeah, I mean, 
But then again, I mean, you are kind of looking at the, you know, the extreme part of it because, you know, now you're going to have to basically lock yourself in your office again for two to three hours. Yep. Whereas maybe if you just locked yourself in your office for one hour a night, that's said, Hey honey, I'm going to go. I'm from this time, like from eight to nine, this is my writing time. If you want me to go to bed with you at 10 (laughs) o'clock, you need to leave me alone between these hours so I can get my writing time in and then we're good. That's that's (laughs) a really good idea. I might pitch that to him and be like, Hey, you know, just, just an hour a night. Let me get the, let me get the word and see how that goes. That's a great idea. Like I said, that's all I've been doing is about an hour. And I, like I said, I can get about a thousand words in and you know, that thousand words, it doesn't sound like a lot, but at, over not. time, it really did. I mean, you think there's 30, you know, roughly 30 days in a month, mm-hmm. that's 30,000 words every single month that you're adding. And you know, you're not going to get exactly a thousand, but some days you're going to get like 1200 yeah. and you make, you know, so it does really add up over time. And you don't have the stress of being like, I've got to write 5,000 words today or I'm not going to make my deadline. Right. So, yeah. But that kind of, <laughs> yeah, that can yeah. kind of tie in with what we're talking about though, is like, we, we wanted to, you know, make this a fun festive podcast about the holiday season, but I think it's a really, you know, good way for us to, to talk about like, what do the holidays mean for writers? What does it mean for creative types? Mm-hmm. Do our brains suddenly turn off during the holidays? Like, no. <laughs> yeah, no. No is the short answer. No. <laughs> no. In fact, in fact, they usually get like go into like hyperdrive because yes. there's so there's so much going on. There's so much outside stimuli mm-hmm. from, you know, the music to the lights, you know, the, you know, just the holiday spirit going yes. on. And you get so many like ideas and you just it, the the creative juices start flowing and it's just like, no, I have to focus on what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you I mean, said that. I feel the exact same way. Like I feel more uh, like tuned in during the holidays where other, and, and again, this is my delusion. I think every December, I think, okay, it's going to be nice and calm. It's going to be relaxing. I don't know why I think this because it's literally getting the business end of the year stuff done. And on top of that, exactly what you were talking about, we kind of go into this like hyper creative mode from all the external stimuli. It's like, oh my God, all these ideas are coming, of course, at three in the morning when I, you know, I'm supposed to be sleeping. Uh, But yeah, Yeah. it's it's like this total um, sensory awareness kind of thing. Yeah. Well, it, 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 especially those of us in the romance genre, because mm-hmm. I mean, how, how romantic do romantics think that Christmas is? Right. I mean, most, most people are, most romantics are like, oh, Christmas, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, walking under the lights and going to see all this. I mean, it's just, it's just, you know, you start coming in the scenarios in your head, like, oh, that would be really romantic. How can mm-hmm. I work that into a book? Yeah. And there's so much of that. Yep. So it's, it's very, um, it is challenging because it, it, you know, if you're, especially if you are working on a book that is not Christmas themed, mm-hmm. which most of us at this point are not, mm-hmm. we're only a week away from Christmas, not right. even. And so, 
you know, you it's too late to be writing a store, a Christmas story to publish at least this year. Maybe right, you want to write it for next year. <laughs> yeah. But it's a little late now. Yep. Um, but it's like everybody's in the Christmas mood, you know, spirit, and there's all this holiday stuff around. And you really, I mean, if you're if you're wanting to write, you know, ahead, if you're a really like a head writer and you want to write a Christmas story, this is really the best time to do it because yeah. you've got all this inspiration around you. You're just, it's, you know, you'd have to hold on to it until like next, you know, like October, November um, to release. But still, mm-hmm. I mean, if it's something that you are really wanting some inspiration, it is great. I mean, go yeah. take a drive through some Christmas lights and, or, you know, a walk through a park that has a bunch of, you know, lights and stuff. I mean, Christmas things, go listen to some carolers. I mean, there's, so much inspiration. You could plan it too to be a part of like an ongoing series that you could launch later on, or you know, you know that there's some characters coming up that maybe they don't have a book out right now, but it would be great for a Christmas story for next year. Like that's a really mm-hmm. nice time to do that. It's funny you said it was romantic too, because um, I think I've mentioned it before. I'm not sure about on the podcast, but I lived in Japan when I was younger and I visited there a couple times. And Christmas Eve in particular is a is a holiday for couples there. It's very much really? about it, yeah, like like kind of like our Valentine's Day here. It's hmm. very much about date night and you know being with your partner. Whereas New Year's is their family time. So Christmas for them is it's very hmm. commercialized as well, but it's more of a right. very romantic holiday. So yeah, there I do think there is a lot of romance in the season, especially with the lights and yeah small town meetings. (laughs) Yes. Yes. If you ever, if you're writing a small town romance, oh oh my goodness, there are so many possibilities. It's like obligatory. I think at this point to have a Christmas story in a small town series. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, 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 I've seen so many and I love them. I mean, Mm -hmm. I love to read them. It's, it's so much fun. So yeah, I, I, you know, well, I mean the mistletoe, Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, it's almost like, especially if it's a small town romance, you got to yeah. have that mistletoe in there, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, I just, I just, uh, actually my, my Chris, I had a holiday uh, second chance romance that just was on sale earlier this month. And mm-hmm. it's actually not, it doesn't take place in a small town. It takes place in um, St. Louis, but mm-hmm. You still have all of that, you know, they're decorating the Christmas tree and the mistletoe like and a winter wonderland presents type thing. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you know, getting snowed in type mm-hmm. thing. There's just so many like fun things that you can do with Christmas and the holidays that you can't really do all that easily in a yeah. story if it takes place in the middle of summer in perfect weather. <laughs> It's true. I will say even in sci-fi romance, I, I see authors all the time re- releasing Christmas or um, holiday stories around this time. I have, I'll just shout out Ava Ross because I love her. Um, she just did two Christmas alien stories and they're so fun because it's like aliens know nothing about this holiday. I was so. going to say, explain <laughs> this to me. Please it's explain fantastic. this to me. It's How in the world are these... Oh, I love, I love the whole concept of it. It's basically like these earth women introducing the concept of Christmas and what the holiday season means to humanity to hot alien heroes. 
what's better than that? <laughs> Horns under the mistletoe. Horns <laughs> under the mistletoe. Oh so my fun goodness. Cause there's such an element of like campiness to it. Like you have to understand uh, yeah. sci-fi romance in general does not take itself too seriously. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say any sci-fi romance author out there is like, you know, we're, we're definitely have a, a nerdy campy aspect as a group of authors to us. And, and the more elements of nerdiness, I think we can add into the story, the better. So there is that campy aspect, which just lends itself perfectly to the holiday season. So I love uh, <laughs> that. That's, that's funny. Yeah. I'm all like sitting here. I'm going, when you said that, I was like, how in the world are we merging alien romance to Christmas? But it, it's I mean, great. It makes sense. It's great. It makes Have sense. you ever done um, a BDSM holiday romance? Is that um, itself so some fun possibilities too? I mean, I've had BDSM, like I've had some Christmas in my BDSM stories, mm-hmm. but I haven't really written a bdsm christmas story if that Mm -hmm. makes sense Mm -hmm. so you know i've had you know since you know where they've given each other gifts and things Mm -hmm. like that but but yeah it'll i'm sure it'll happen eventually especially in my serpent's kiss series because it's an ongoing you know series with different couples and you know i just kind of like traverse the year you know the time frame and stuff so um I'm actually in January with the one that I'm doing right now. So we're, we're past Christmas, but mm-hmm. you know, maybe I, I'm, I'm sure it will happen in the future. I actually, you can be in that. See it's, it's ideas. I, I'm sitting like, I'm like, Hmm, right? <laughs> I think I, I mean, know which I'm one is going to be there. I'm picturing like a club that's decorated for the holidays or a scene that could involve some holiday stuff. I'm just saying it, it's, it's your world, but. <laughs> oh yeah yeah I can oh mm-hmm, yeah I, 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 I can let me make notes I was gonna say I'm like wait again did we did we talk earlier about the creative juices flowing because yeah it doesn't take much around this time of year yeah but yeah there's lots of fun stuff I mean you've got garland and you've got lights I mm-hmm. mean it would be put it past you know to drape your submissive in lights there, that's there you go. And I love that it doesn't have to be like the traditional, you know, kind of girl dressed up as sexy elf thing or sexy Santa. Like I like that. It, oh, it yeah. Something, yeah. you know, exactly like you said, like a string of lights. That's super fun. I mean, hey, there, there is nothing wrong with, you know, maybe, you know, having your own present under the tree that... <laughs> So, oh yeah. So for the holidays, what are your plans for this year? Do you have any traditions that you follow or things that you do every year? Um, yeah, we usually open Christmas presents on Christmas Eve instead of Christmas day. It actually started years and years ago when I was a teenager Mm -hmm. because I got an alarm clock one year for my birthday Mm -hmm. and decided that I didn't want to wait to open Christmas presents. So until I like naturally woke up, so I would like set my alarm for four o'clock in the morning (laughs) and then wake the whole household up. (laughs) And my parents decided after, after the first year of that, 
that um, they didn't really appreciate getting up at four o'clock in the morning. So they're like, well, you know, all of our kids are old enough. So we're just going to open everything on Christmas Eve. That way everybody has it. You know, we'll just kind of make a big to do and then everybody can sleep in on Christmas. <laughs> That's so fun. I love that, though. So Christmas Eve instead of Christmas Day. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah, my little it, they did not know when they got me an alarm clock that I would be using <laughs> it for such evil purposes. <laughs> See, I've been trying to convince my family for several years to do Secret Santa, and I think mm. I'm finally like getting them probably next year to that point because most of the people in my family are now adults there's only mm -hmm. on on my side of the family not on my husband's but there's only two kids now in the family so everybody else is adults and it's you know I hate to say it but it costs a lot of money when you're buying for every single adult in the family so I've been right. trying to convince them like hey we could do a bigger budget on one person like instead of buying you know x amount for each person we could do one nice big gift for each person and just have yeah. one person to buy for instead of like 15 so well, yeah because if you're at 15 people to buy for i mean yeah. holy moly even if you're spending like ten dollars per gift that's 150 bucks yeah. i mean you can buy a nice gift for one person for 150 dollars exactly so i've been i've been trying to convince them of this because my wallet's hurting a little bit and i think i finally got to the point next year i i proposed it a little too late for this year but next year i think we might actually be there but other than that it's it's seen family and and opening gifts and all the the usual uh, normal traditions. But if you are opening gifts Christmas Eve, what are you doing Christmas Day then? So used to years ago when everybody was still younger and before all my cousins had their families of their own, we used to actually all my entire family, like all my extended family cousins and everything, we used to all go um, Christmas day night mm -hmm. they would all come over to my mom's house and my parents would actually make uh a big dinner basically oh. not like kind of like a sit-down dinner but like more like a buffet style type dinner but they would make a bunch oh. of different food and desserts and stuff and everybody would just come and eat and talk and catch up and all that stuff um and then when i was really really young when us all the cousins were still young we used to actually go around Christmas day, we would start Christmas day at my grandma's house. And then we would go around to all my aunts and uncles houses and see what wow. everybody got for Christmas and then end at my mom and dad's house. So wow. it was a whole full it's day. <laughs> it really was. It was a whole event and everything. So now <clears> that again, everybody's grown up mm -hmm. and has families of their own. So, um, you know, we just, we just literally like our family just gets together typically right. and, you know, and has a meal together and, you know, yeah. talks about our, you know, talks about Christmas and Christmas gifts and stuff. But even that is kind of uh, an every of the year thing because my brother is married now. Mm -hmm. And so they go and every other Christmas and spend Christmas with her family. Right. So there are, there are, Christmases, some Christmases where it's just my mom and my husband and I. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> though, 
I'm not, I wouldn't be mad about that. I think sometimes, yeah, it's, it's gotta be kind of nice as much as I enjoy getting together with my, essentially my extended family Mm -hmm. in 2019, my husband and I um, were going to be, this is so ironic the way this happened, but we were going to be celebrating our 10 year anniversary in May of 2020, Mm. but 2019 for whatever reasons has had some challenges for us that year. And we decided we wanted to go on a cruise for the holidays. So we told our families early, we said, hey, you know what? This year, we're going to celebrate our 10-year anniversary early. We're going to go on this cruise during the holidays. My husband's birthday is also December 28th. So it fell over the birthday. It fell over New Year's. And it was just the two of us. And it was really nice. And the irony is that the pandemic happened just a few months after that. So had we waited until our actual Yeah, you wouldn't have been able to go. We wouldn't have been able to go. So I don't know. Somebody was looking out for us there. But it was... Wow. It was such a different holiday experience, but, but no less special for it. Like it was really, you know, a yeah. fun thing to just be the two of us and kind of celebrating together. Yeah. I mean, you, it's it, the holidays are kind of all what you make of it, you know, Absolutely. from, you know, when, no matter who you're with or who you're not with, it's mm-hmm. all about what you make of it and approaching it in the right spirit. So, yeah, I, I totally agree. It's, I mean, I love seeing my, you know, seeing, because the thing is, is we still, even when they go down, we typically will still have our Christmas Eve together mm-hmm. and then they'll go down, they'll drive down after we open presents. So I still get, nice. we still get the Christmas Eve experience, even on the ones, the day, the years that they go down there, mm-hmm. it's just, they're not there for Christmas day, right. um, anything that happens then. So yeah, I mean, there's not really, you know, it's just a lot calmer and yeah. quieter and you don't have the kids running around, but it's just a different experience. But I get to spend some quality time with my mom, which, you know, is really, you know, she's getting older Special. and, mm-hmm. you know, you don't know how long you're going to get with your parents. So, right. you know, it's, it's nice. It's, you know, so, then, you know, I hate to say it, but like for some people, this time of year is really hard, right? If yeah. they've, especially I think, <laughs> after the, not after the pandemic, but as we're still kind of going through the pandemic and if people have lost people or, you know, it's, it can be, it can be a difficult time of year too, that we sometimes forget and all like the, the joy and the fun of it, but just taking a moment on the podcast to acknowledge like, Hey, if you're out there struggling, you know, there are resources that can help and you can always listen to us. We are all here for you during the holidays and every, every week after. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, we were doing a podcast every week and you can just listen to us talk and ramble and laugh and have a good old time because you never know what we're going to say because we don't sometimes we go because to be honest, there it depends on who the two hosts are (laughs) as to as to how prepared we are for the conversation. We have a certain member of our group that is very much a planner. And if you've listened to the podcast for any length of time, you will know who that is. And and she will have things, she'll have the whole script like laid out before you it ever starts. But then there's others that uh which <clears throat> Tina and I are one of us right to evolve. Yep, and we pick a topic and we just go with it. We're <laughs> like, hey, we can talk and anything. We're we're good. We're good. And we just like to have a good time. And you know, we're both very, very busy. 
Mm-hmm. And this is kind of our time to catch up and just chat. And, you know, like I said, we kind of, especially today, we just wanted this to be really fun yeah. and uh, laid back and talking about, you know, our, our lives and the holidays and all of that. So um, should we tease yeah. for next week? Tell them what's coming next oh, week because I'm excited. <laughs> we should. Yeah. So why don't you, why don't you take that little teaser? What? So for, for those out there, um, Sherry and I do the editing part of the podcast. I do video and Sherry does the audio. And next week we are taking our kind of favorite best moments of the podcast this year. And we are going to relive them for you and put them all together in a wonderful uh, uh, podcast soup. <laughs> yes. It's going to be so much fun. We all we all went in and picked out our three favorite clips. I'm so excited. <laughs> from the podcast we've done it. We've done 32 podcasts so wow. far. Which is crazy when you That's think crazy. about it because I can still remember when we started this. It was just it was such a big deal. We 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 worked we talked about it for about 2 months yep. before we actually went and did the first one trying to figure out if we wanted to do it what we wanted to do and how we wanted to to do it and uh yeah 32 podcasts later we are celebrating our first christmas and so we wanted to kind of just throw all that out there so yeah yeah hope you if you're looking for a laugh next week it's coming for you yeah i always i always tell I tell our group, cause we have a little, we have a chat, um, on Facebook that we, you know, we talk through and I, t- I, it's funny because all when I'm editing and going back through the audio every week, there is always one point, at least, at least one that I just burst out laughing. Oh, Something yeah. somebody says, I just burst out laughing <laughs> and I'm like, it never, it never ceases to amaze me but it's you know we got into this to kind of you know share our experiences and um hopefully what we share and talk about can help um other authors and maybe give readers some insight into author life and the what crazy we- <laughs> world of author life <laughs> The crazy way our minds work. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, we should probably wrap things up um, for today. And I hope y'all tune in next week. And we've had a yeah. fun time hanging out today. And, and happy um, holidays. Happy holidays. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bound by Books podcast. For more information about the show and all of our hosts, visit our website at www.boundbybookspodcast.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review.